Are we, we're, we're on now, right? No, the microphones are not on. They're, they're, they, they're, they're never on? on. Oh, well, that's probably for the best. It really is. Welcome to episode two of season two, episode 47. Is it episode 47? I don't know. I just think it's Fill Me In. It's the newest episode of Fill Me In. It is the newest episode of Fill Me In, a cross-chat crankshaft. Yeah. Uh, today we have viewer mail. We have a message from Will Shorts. We uh, are going to talk about going up to Boston. We have a contest that we're going to be doing. We have a call-out to somebody who owes us something. And we have a puzzle of the week. All that. And more coming up <laughs> this week on Fill Me In. What are we doing? Well, I don't know. I have this agenda in front of we me. We actually have an agenda this we week. We do. We printed out a, 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 well, it's not really a script. It's kind of an outline. It's got six items on it. Uh, yes. Which I detailed earlier. Yes. And now we're going to go into more detail on each one. Yes. And that will consist, that will constitute the show. Sure. That you're listening to now. Yes. Good. So should we get started? Now, when people listen to this after the fact, will they be reconstituting the show? Well, only if they add water. I see. All right, well, that's fair enough. That's how you... Isn't that how you get a regular iPod from, like, a, a Nano? Yes, you just add water. And then it becomes... Yeah, you add water to a Nano, and then you end up with an iPod. Fantastic. It's kind of like our old bit where you add chocolate to a raisin and you get a woman. <laughs> a raisinette, yes. Wait, is that how that worked? Viewer mail! Opening it up. So we've got three viewer mails this week. Three viewer mails. Three viewer mails. First viewer mail we have uh, comes from, uh, well, I think it comes from Mike Nothnagel, pen Mike? pal extraordinaire and loser. Now, okay, now, okay. Now, last what? week, we two weeks ago, we asked him a number of questions. We did. We asked him a bunch of questions, and he didn't respond, he didn't reply to any of them. And, then and we, so we changed his nickname to Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and loser. No, no, we changed it to Mike, Mike Nothnagel, constructor pen- of the Friday Puzzle and loser? No. Mike Nothnagel, pen pal, loser, and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. All right, Mike. How about we just call him Mike? <laughs> what, what how, if, about, how about we strip his nickname until he lives up to it? What if Mike Nothnagel lived in Japan? What would his name be? Mike Nothnagaru. <laughs> According to Google Translate, put anytime Mike we put Mike Nothnagel <laughs> and then ask to translate it into Japanese, we get back... I mean, it's part of the rest of a sentence, right? But then you get back the rest of the sentence in Japanese characters. But his name is then put in all capital letters in, in, in you know, American letters, Mike Nottenegaru. <laughs> That's what it is. It's fantastic. Uh, so Mike Nottenegaru writes to us and says, Hey, folks, I've listened to the first nine minutes of podcast number 45. That was two weeks ago. That's more than most people listen to. Yeah. Here are the answers to the two questions you've asked me so far. Now, I don't remember what the questions are, but we have his answers here. Number one, the Japanese currently use three different character sets for writing, not counting when they use the Roman alphabet. They don't really have an alphabet as such. I think the technical mathematical term for the total number of Japanese characters in use is a whole lot. Uh, And then number two, the phrase, he is going to solve, is in the future tense. The pluperfect, also (laughs) called the past perfect tense, would be, he had solved, as in, by the time the ACPT started, he had solved an entire book of Ken Ken. More later, M-N-P-E-C-O-T-F-P. 
There was, we had asked uh, how many character sets do... You don't think these answers really make it quite clear what the questions had been? Well, it seemed like you were confused. No. I just said I didn't have the questions in front of me. I had only the answers. There's no confusion there. Oh, I thought you I were... was really quite clear on that point. I thought you were confused. No. Well, thank you, Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. I don't think so. I think Mike Nothnagel, pen pal and constructor of the no, Friday Puzzle. I... Yeah, because he only answered two questions... Podcast number 45 was way more than nine minutes long, and podcast number 46 has yet to even be touched. So he is not extraordinaire. He is just pen pal. Well, I would like to see him get back to extraordinaire status. Well, that's really for him to figure out. I guess it right? is. Doesn't he need I guess to that is on him. build up to that? I yes. think he needs to win it back again. These things aren't automatic, Mike. Nicknames don't just happen you don't just get them uh, you, you you have to you have to earn them you do have to earn them but i would like to thank you for at least answering two of our questions yes thanks for answering two of our questions that is appreciated <laughs> barely but we still don't know how email works no we don't know a lot of things i I'm, I'm starting to know less and less the more you don't tell us stuff so mike come on all right our second viewer mail comes from doug peterson crossword gentleman a man about town uh, he says, hey, R&B, I don't understand the fascination with cats. Now, last week, we there was a, a Mr. Mistopheles was Yeah, a I think you did a performance of cats live on the show last I week. I did. For those who haven't listened to episode number 46, uh, Ryan performed the entirety of cats. I did. Right after the end of the ending music. It was. So that means I had to endure it, but the rest of you were, 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 were what, spared, <laughs> I suppose. Well, if cats is so bad, and I'm so non-musical... Maybe two negatives, if you put them together, maybe that would make something beautiful. Maybe, but most likely combining the horror of cats with the horror of your lack of musical skill just results in instant death for anybody else in the room. It's also possible. It is. I mean, so there's two possible outcomes. Beauty or instant death. Yeah. All right. Why don't you read Doug Peterson's email? So he says, I don't understand the fascination with cats. I, when I was in college, my uncle played in the orchestra for cats here in L.A. He offered me... F- now, you've done that. You've played uh, I've the- never played for cats in L.A. Well, you've play, you played for cats, though. I did. Yes, that's true. I did play in an orchestra for cats. Uh, Doug says he offered me free tickets once or twice, but I managed to, managed to weasel out of going. When my grandmother came to town to visit, he got her some excellent seats for the show. She was in the third or fourth row <laughs> during... This is funny. During a part of the show when the cats go up into the audience, one of the male cats jumped into her lap. Ah! If I'd ex- is that what happens in the show? Uh, Do they I, come into the audience? I think, well, I think sometimes they might come to the audience. I don't think they actually climb onto audience members. I, I think they just sort of, you know, share the space, perhaps. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Maybe they climb onto laps. It's, hor- it's horrible with those outfits. Okay. If I'd accepted my uncle's offer of free tickets, the same thing might have happened to me. Can you imagine how badly that would scar a young man's psyche? I feel like I dodged a bullet. I think you did indeed. I think so. I think you definitely dodged a bullet there. Uh, He also says, I know a little about Hyali. We were talking about Hyali and how we don't know what Hyali is. That's true. Uh, Actually, I know about as much as you guys know. During college, I worked at racetracks during the summers, employed by the company that provided the computer betting systems. There was a big room at each track filled with banks of televisions. Most of the screens showed horse and dog racing, but there were occasionally a couple showing Hialai. Apparently, people bet on Hialai down in Florida. None of us could ever figure out what the heck was going on. If Mike Nothnagel can explain Hialai to us, I bet we could make a mint in the Hialai betting parlors. 
So there's another call out to Mike. Mike and Nathan Negaru. Mike and Nathan Negaru. <laughs> Mike and Nathan. Not uh, you can't do it. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Well, thank you, Doug, because uh, we'd love to make uh, mint. So maybe you and 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 Brian and I and Mike and Negaru. Uh, you really need to learn. It's this is like Lollapazula. It took you a month and a half to learn. Well, how to say then give me a little bit of time. You've had a lot of time. You were the one, in fact, who told me about Mike and Negaru. Well, You're I told, the one who you showed that to me. I know, but I, I I told you about it in a in a typed manner. Yes. Not in a vocal manner. That's true. So I think I have a little leeway there. Very, very little. But some. Our third viewer mail comes to us from our good friend, MNC, a.k.a. M-O-D-F-W-O-F-C-D-W-O-T-B-D. <laughs> How about that? That's not One bad. take. One take, that and I got that That was the first right. take. No editing there. No editing needed. Uh, the subject of this email is, hi, 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 a lie. And... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and MNC tells us... Uh, I can offer that the term Hialai has appeared in at least 749 federal and state court cases, 30 of which also used the word murder, and 167 of which also used the word fraud. Only three used the word sesta. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know what the point I, is here. I feel but, like uh, if I was going to murder somebody and it was going to be a Hialai-related murder, I'd probably use a sesta. Well, probably. It's, it is the best way to get that ball moving fast. MNC goes on to say, crossword has appeared in only 411 federal and state court cases. Remarkably, 40 of those, almost 10%, also used the word murder, but only 52 also used the word fraud. Interesting. So, I mean, just sort of relationship-wise here, it seems like there's more federal and state court cases about Hialeah than there are about crosswords. And relative to those headers... There's much more murder going on with crosswords and much less fraud. Well, uh, for those who didn't understand the acronym, M-N-C-A-K-A-M-O-D-F-W-O-F-C-D-W-O-T-B-D is, of course, Dan Fayer's mom. Um, and Dan Fayer's... Dan Fayer, winner of the C Division, winner of the B Division. Right, of course. Not to be confused with any other Dan Fayer who might be associated with this podcast. Um, this email also included a little uh, contribution from F-O-D-F, of course, I that would be father of Dan Fair. That's what we're assuming. We do assume father of Dan Fair, who then gives us what may be a cut and paste out of Wikipedia, some basic instructions on Hylai. Did anybody watch that video that we posted? Because I bet no. I, I, I'm, no. I'm going to assume no, but I've, I've watched it again, and I still can't make head or tails out of it. No, I don't think they use heads or tails, in fact, in the game. I think it's mostly cestas and very fast-moving balls. And, and uh, Gachoykovich? Goikachoa? Goikachea? I think it was Goikachea. Goikachea. Who we're still not sure what that is. An Ayurveda. Ayurvedo? Ayurvedo, I think, is a hand cream. I think it might be. I think it's it's if you have rough patches on your skin. Rough patches on your cesta? If you have a rough patch on your cesta, you might use Ayurvedo to clear that up. And and to achieve goikachea but I don't think it's goikacheyaness. I think it might be uh, goikacheyity. Goikacheyity? Goikacheyosity? Yeah. Noosity. Noosity? Sure, osity. I don't know. Well, we're, we, clearly we don't know anything about Hialeah. All right. Uh, are we done with the viewer mail? I, only if you close it up. Viewer mail. Closing it up. 
What's next on the agenda? Next on the agenda is uh, stuff about our Season 2 arc. Ah, the Season 2 arc. For those who don't remember, our Season 2 arc is, is Brian and I are going to be constructing a puzzle. Uh, we're going to be talking about our process on on the air. And we're going to eventually submit this puzzle for possible consideration, not possible consideration, consideration uh, for publication in the New York Times. I wonder if you could have said that in a longer manner. That's what you said last week. Well, you're not very concise. <laughs> Did I come into this room and say, today I'm, I'm Mr. Concise? No. No. So, I... <laughs> I, Why would you say that? No, well, First of all, you, you've never announced your arrival, <laughs> never with a, a false nickname, well, and you've never done it in a, in a, but, you know, so, with lies. Right. Well, no. So I'm, you're, you're getting what's advertised. I'm not, nothing I, has been advertised. Well, but you're not. Maybe that's what we need. We need advertising. That would Can be great. Can we promote our show like on the tops of taxi cabs or, I don't know, like the sides of buildings? Sure. We can do it on the sides of buildings. Right, How about this building? That. Okay, you have some spray paint? I don't think anybody in this building would be at all interested in what we do. I don't think so either. Not at all. Most of the people in this building, I don't know who they are. The 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 one hang-up that we had about this this arc is that we weren't sure if, if we discussed specific clues and answers on the show, and people knew about the clues and answers, would, it, would uh, Will Shorts even consider it for publication? So I did what uh, I thought was a pretty good idea, and I still think it was. What, what was your idea? I emailed Will Shorts. Oh, my I, God. What a terrible idea. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, if we discuss specific clues and answers, would you still take it? And he said, uh, he said yes, he'd still definitely consider it. It would still be eligible for consideration. And now, he, do you think that that has something to do with the fact that our entire listening audience is probably like less than one one-thousandth of a percentage of those who... Read the New York Times. I think that probably has something to do with it. I think it might be. You think Will Shorts is sitting there in in his uh, you know easy chair in Pleasantville and saying, uh, <laughs> "Ryan and Brian, nobody listens to their show. It would be safe for them to talk about anything they want." <laughs> I'm not sure he would use that voice or that maniacal laugh, <laughs> or move his head the way you're moving it. <laughs> uh, <coughs> <laughs> is everything all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm dying a little from from doing my Will Shorts laugh. <laughs> uh, so so then we're full speed ahead. I mean, we haven't actually started constructing the puzzle, but we're going to construct the puzzle, and we're going to be able to talk about specific clues, specific answers. The basic thing is Will Shorts has given us the go-ahead. To talk about the details of our theme, our clues, our answers. Right. Everything. And Divulge everything. And uh, he will... Consider it for publication. Have you thought of any themes yet? I have thought of a theme. Yes, you did. What was your theme? My theme was to have... Uh, you wanted to hide the word arc in a bunch of answers, <laughs> that's right? That's not what it was. It's the only thing I could think of, though. So And so far, all, and, and the one theme answer you came up with so far was... Wasn't it fart? No, it was quark. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fart? No, it's... It was long answers where... Oh, because quark is a very long answer. Five letters. <laughs> All right. Let, very, let, very long answer. Uh, I understand it. Would, so you want to hide the word art no, in, in the word quark. No, that's not what I want to do. And that's the theme. All right, wait. Right? That's it? Wait. That's the theme? Pause. 
That doesn't have the word arc in it. P A W S. There's no arc. I in just P-A-W-S. thought long, long answers. Pause is only four letters. That's not a very long answer. Wow, this is never going to get published. What would be a long answer that has arc in it? How about Hark the Herald Angels Sing? There you go. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Okay, that's H-A-R-K-T-H-E-A-N-G-E-L-S. a long answer. H A R K T H E A N G E L S. Are you just spelling it? It's like 25 letters. S I N G. Okay, we can't use that. No. Hark who goes there. That's not an in the language phrase. Hark who goes there? Yeah, who says that? Watch. Who people. says that? Uh, centuries. Nobody says that. Centuries. Nobody. Centuries don't say that. Centuries are delineations of time. No, not they can't centuries. Speak. Centuries. Yeah. Centuries. Centuries. Like centuries. Years. All right. Um, that was not my theme, though. Did you come up with the theme? Pray uh, tell, no. perchance? No. no right. I was too busy trying to figure out your theme of <laughs> hiding arc in stuff. Can, can I tell you, can I say what Spark. my... Spark. Can I say what my actual theme was, or should we just forget it for this week? On a lark. But, in the dark. All right, but that's... Maker's Mark. That wasn't the theme. Noah's Ark. I'm coming up with all of these reasonably length dancers that have arc in them. All right, but that wasn't... You don't, you don't like any of them That so wasn't far. the theme. Cuddy Sark. Arkansas. Uh-huh. Very nice. No, you don't like any of these. I don't understand. The theme was to have long answers and have things hidden in it that people search for. Right, like the Ark. Like, who, who besides the fictional character of Indiana Jones has searched for the Ark? Well, look, I'm not saying that it's a perfect theme. I'm saying that it was an idea, and the only thing I could think of at the time was arc and oh. and then then i made the very very horrible mistake of mentioning it to you that was a very very horrible <laughs> choice it was i realize that now i'm realizing Only now that. you realize that i'm realizing that right now wow. uh, i made that choice and now now it's been derided and picked apart even before it began well sure <laughs> so more on more on the the crossword construction. Yeah, so this has been step one of crossword construction with Ryan and Brian. <laughs> step one: Ryan came up with a theme that wasn't very good, and Brian shot it down at least eleven times. <laughs> Doesn't that sound about like what we just did? End of step one. Excellent. So tune in next week for step two. Yes. Moving on to, did you want to uh, mention this? Uh, what the 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 thing that's in small font on yeah. our agenda? Are We're you... going up to Boston next week to the uh, the Boston Crossword Tournament yes. at Harvard University. We talked to June Pock last week. Yes, and uh, so we're going up there. It's on Sunday, April fifth. We are renting a car. That's exciting. Well, uh, yes, that's how we're going to get there. It's we, by car. We are renting a car. Uh, and so we're going to go up there. Have you Apparently signed up? The, have you that? signed up? Uh, I think my mother might have signed me up. Actually. I signed myself up. Um, apparently the puzzle, the contest is going to consist of four puzzles, all of which are then going to appear in the New York Times right. in the following two weeks. Right. Uh, and it's spread out over two weeks because I guess the four puzzles include two Wednesday level difficulty puzzles. Right. And Will Shorts explained to us in an email that uh, as as powerful a crossword man as he might be, he is unable to put more than one Wednesday in a week. He cannot bend space and time. He can't, which I, I'm a little mystified by. I thought that he could. I, so I did really I. Did. So did I. But uh, he can't, so instead, the four puzzles will then appear in the New York Times in the following two weeks, uh, but we will get the advanced viewing. Ha, ha, ha. And, and we're, when we go up there, we're going to be doing some interviewing. We're going to try to put together an ACPT-like show. Yeah. Uh, 
I would like to suggest now to you, and we can talk about this more later, that we try, as we're putting together our show, we try not to include any details about the puzzles. Because some of our listeners of this show uh, won't have done these puzzles yet, because they won't have appeared well, in the New York Times yet. Uh, I don't want to wait, you know, the six weeks until they go into syndication in other parts of the country, but it might be fair not to talk about clues and answers well, I think until after they've come I out think in that's the probably for New the York best. Times. I think that's probably for so the best. So we'll, we'll aim for that. I wanted to say that out loud so that people who do follow this program know that it will be safe to listen to our Boston Tournament wrap-up because we won't give away things in puzzles you haven't seen yet. Right, and we'll, we will make another disclaimer during that show. Yeah, we will. All right, so that's Boston. That is is uh, that will be next week. Well, Terrific. the the actual show I don't think will be next week. No, but we're going to Boston next week. Right, but you could expect that show in maybe two weeks. Maybe if you're lucky. And it depends on when you're listening to this show. Yeah, if you're listening to the show a month from now, it's probably already up. Of course, if you're listening to the show a month from now, for, to you it's now, so it's not a month from now. A month. Are you trying to bend space and time? Do you think you're Will Shorts? Who do you think you are? Well, this is the how many Wednesdays can you put? This in the is week? my second Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. In my world, it's only Sunday. This is very peculiar, isn't it? Now, moving on. Now, I'm going to mention this thing because we. I wish you would, because I don't understand. We it. we are, we seem to be at odds on this. It's not odds so much as you understand what you're talking about and I don't. All right. Now, for those of you who don't know, there's a thing called twittering. And I think everybody knows what this is. This is how Barack Obama got elected. He twittered everybody. I thought he got elected by getting more votes in more well, states. Well, the reason he got John more McCain. votes is because he twittered. You don't think it's that he's a better politician? Well, that more people liked him. Well, but the reason people realize that is because they got tweets from him. This sounds wholly inappropriate. <laughs> I don't ever want to be tweeted by a president in training. Well, uh, touche. No! No, with the touche and the and we're back and the whatever else you do. Uh, so here's the deal. We're on Twitter now. You can, uh, our Twitter name is Be More Smarter. That's one, one, there's no spaces. I wanted to say it's one word, but it's actually three words, but there's no spaces in them. It's, it's, it's did, did you just see me blink very slowly and roll my eyes? I actually saw you leave the room. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to come back so we it's can It's not going to happen anytime soon. Anyway, we wa what we want you to do is we want you to get onto Twitter. If you're not already on Twitter, get log onto Twitter. Get, did I say Twitter? Yeah, you did. Twitter. Get yourself a uh, uh, a login code. What do the kids call it? Uh, uh, user ID? I, I don't know. All right. And then follow us on Twitter. Uh, it, again, it's Be More Smarter, and you can follow us, and every time we uh, update the blog or update the podcast, we are going to be sending out a tweet. When we go up to Boston, we're going to be sending out tweets so people can follow along with what's going on in Boston as it's happening in real time. And uh, and, and a lot of people follow uh, Brendan Emmett Quigley. Brendan Emmett Quigley sends out a tweet uh, every time something is updated on his blog. He sends out a new puzzle. And uh, you're just sitting there waiting 
to say something snide. No, I don't understand the world <laughs> of the twits and the tweets, and you do. So I, I, I don't. I don't I'm know not if, saying anything. I don't know I don't if I really it. understand it, but well, well, you understand it enough to talk about well, it I do as want, if you understand, right? So, which is better than I. Can what we do. want is we want people to start following us on Twitter. We, we, it's it's a way to publicize ourselves. It's a way to get people more involved in the show, more involved in the blog, and that's that's what we want. We want. Now I, I do understand the other the, the follow up to this, which is that we're gonna we're gonna be trying to do some contest. We are gonna be doing Twitter. a contest. We're gonna be doing it two weeks from now. This is this is technically episode forty seven, so I guess in episode forty nine. Forty nine. We're gonna be uh, and we picked forty nine because you know it's the uh, it's the the, the gold square rush. of seven. So we are going to be sending out a Twitter a, 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 a tweet. We're gonna fine uh, in. Two weeks, we're going to be sending this out at a time yet to be determined. We will announce it on the next week's show, and we will announce it on the blog. And uh, and if you are receiving, if you are in, in Twitter if receive you, mode... If you are following us. If you're following us, then uh, you'll, you'll hear our announcement, you'll see our announcement, and it'll be a question. It'll be a quiz question, and you'll know the answer, and you'll call us with the answer. And if you're the first one to call us with the answer, you'll win a prize. And we actually have a prize. We have a real prize. It's going to be it's going to be a puzzle book by uh, Stanley, Stanley Newman. Newman puzzle book. A new Stanley Newman puzzle book. Absolutely. So that will be your prize if you successfully answer the twitted comment, the twitted <laughs> question and the twittering Tweet, so tweet what? Them. What did amount? And and this uh, did I get any of that right? You did got I get a, you got it all very right. right. I just want to I want to just just clarify that we're going to be this block of time that we're saying that we're going to send out this tweet is when we're going to be recording episode forty nine. Right. So you're going to be calling into a show that you can't listen to until right. after it's been done, but you will be calling in while we're recording it. Right. So it's a live call in to a taped show. Now we did something sort of like this before. We had uh, sort of a surprise impromptu interview with Amanda Yesnowitz. Yes. The unparalleled parallel verse engine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was before she had any nicknames. So, I think. So, you right? have, please, once you take the the nickname out of the holster, you must complete the nickname. Okay, holster. Yes. Really? Yes. Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, a shining light to us all. Yes. We did do an impromptu interview with her, and I believe at that time she had no nicknames. So at that time she was just that was even before Amanda. Vowel Maven. That was before all of it. Yes. Yeah, I think she was Amanda. Maybe she was Professor Plum. It, it was back that during was the not Olympics. Lo- she was in love with Michael Phelps. She was in love with Michael Phelps. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so it's so we'll give you more details later. But but for right now, your task is to get onto Twitter and follow us. Our, again, our name is Be More Smarter, and that's a slight hint to our rebranding that's going to be happening at some point. Yeah, it's a it's it's a very subtle hint to uh, the the new domain name that we're going to be moving to, which I've actually already mentioned on the uh, blog. Oh. Have you? BeMoreSmarter.com. BeMoreSmarter.com. It's not there yet, but it will be there you can, soon. You can go there and you'll see nothing, no, but we have registered nothing. it. But we, yeah, but so soon, soon we will be moving to our once, new internet home. Once we can figure out how to do that. Yeah, we don't know how to do it yet. So, uh, Mike Nothnagel, if you can explain <laughs> to us how domain names work, <laughs> that would be great. But at this point, again, be more smarter. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, the next item and the penultimate item on our agenda has to do with uh, our uh, once and former friend, Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Yes. Uh, are you reading this? Or well, you... I, the, the backstory, as most people know, is... Can you find the orange highlighted part? I can see. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not that uh, colorblind. Are you sure? I believe I am. Okay, you may step down. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> Can you give me an impression of the defendant? I'm sorry, I don't do impressions. I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> Oh, can we get arrested for that? Isn't that copyrighted? Uh, it might that, be. That's from a script. Uh, it's from a movie. As people remember, people followers of our of our podcast re- remember that uh, Brian made an errant uh, promise to a novice listener, saying that anybody who's a novice listener, we will buy them pizza. And Stephen Edwards, aka Stephen Grimaldi Grant, was a novice listener, or so he claims, and called us on it. A few weeks later, and wanted us to buy him pizza, and he he went to the the the, the trouble of of extracting the clips, uh, uh, re-editing them, and then emailing them to us. Now, when we were in Boston, we followed through with this promise. We went out in the freezing cold and bought him Grimaldi's pizza, brought it back to the hotel, and we sat there and ate it with him. Is this all correct? Yes. Yes. Now, at the end of his of his email, when he was calling us out about this, he said, uh, and, "And again, he he is uh, the he works with Magmic Games." You've so far told this story in such an out of sequence way that I actually don't understand any of it. Should I start again? No, I, no, I don't think so. I think at best you should finish, and, and <laughs> we can let it go. <laughs> he is. Do you want me to tell the story no, in the proper order? How is that not the proper order? You made a promise. He called us out on it. We bought him pizza. How is that not the proper order? That was a little better. Stephen Grimaldi Grant called us out on this whole pizza nonsense, and we bought him pizza. And when he called us out on it... We followed through. Well, but when he called us out on it, he said, you know, I'm Stephen Grimaldi Grant, I'm in charge of Magmic Games, and I've designed this this application for your cell phone that will let you do the New York Times puzzles on your phone. Right. They were the the sponsor of the ACPT. Right. And so he said, you know, if you follow through... Wait, this is a quote. Oh, you're going to quote? I'm going to quote the email. I'm happy to hook you up with mobile crosswords for your phone and not just for BlackBerry or iPhone. No, no. Even for that Palm Centro that you hate. Maybe you'll learn to like it again and make your data plan worth something as you download your Times puzzles directly to your mobile phone. But the question is, what can you do for me? Yes, and now what we did for him was we followed through on the errant promise we had made. We bought him pizza. Yes, Grimaldi's pizza. We bought him Grimaldi's pizza, his own personal namesake pizza. And over that pizza, we detailed what our phones were. Yeah, we showed him our phones, and he said he could provide us with the software. And so far, Ryan, let me ask you, have you received any software? I have no software. Hmm. I have, and I've emailed him. Aren't you curious about whether I have any software? Oh, oh, I'm terribly sorry, uh, Mr. Simmons. I did not ask you. Uh, Brian, do you have any software? No, I have no software. No software. No software. So Neither Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Software. Stephen Grimaldi Grant, we would love it if you could take a moment to uh, stop posting comments on other people's blogs using nicknames we've given you, <laughs> and instead come back to us and tell us where our software is. Because yes. we're looking for that. If you may remember, Ryan was instrumental in helping your team, the Blackberries, win at Crossword Family Feud. Ryan was a big part of that. And uh, we're waiting for our New York Times software. Uh, sincerely yours, Ryan and Brian. Uh, we have one item left on our agenda for the The week. puzzle of the week. It's the puzzle of the week. And uh, hold on. Oh, here it is. I found the page. Uh, the puzzle of the week was from Saturday, March 28th, 2009. It was designed by Joe Crozel. Rhymes with puzzle. Uh, Joe Crozel, he is a fantastic designer. I, I, I just, I think his stuff is sort of in a category of its own. Yes. I, I mean, there, there are a lot of 
very common things that happen in crossword puzzles as far as the you know the grid design and the types of words that are in there and there are it's not rules so much as just general expected guidelines in crossword design and joe he kind of breaks them and then he makes up his own and he he just does his own thing and he does what nobody else is doing um i find it fascinating yes he's he's quite good uh his fill is always entertaining and the grid design is often very different. He did, of course, the famous lies puzzle from last summer. He did. He did the, the vowel block, the block of nine vowels. Yes, he did a block of nine vowels. He did the one that had the state abbreviations going around on the outside. He did the compass puzzle. He did the compass just puzzle. Just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was just, and that, that, of course, included the four unchecked squares. Was that? Weren't they the four unchecked squares, the compass points? Yes. That had no downs or right. whatever. They were They were, they were singletons. Uh, so anyway, Saturday's puzzle, this past Saturday he did. Now, it was themeless, as most Saturdays, uh, Saturdays tend to be. Uh, but we started talking to him. We started uh, trading a bunch of emails now, with him. Well, now, what was the, the big thing about this puzzle, though? Uh, it ha- oh, the big thing about this puzzle was it had only 19 black squares in it. And at the time Joe designed the puzzle, 19 was still the record. Right, he was, was tying... The, he, was, he was tying Manny Nazowski. Yes. With 19 black squares. And this puzzle, he submitted it to Will, he got it approved, and it went, as they say, into the pipeline. Right. But before it ever made it into the newspaper, Kevin G. Durr-Euclid snuck in there with his 18 black square puzzle with unsafer in it. <laughs> and uh, that is now the record. And so he sort of preemptively untied Joe's record-tying puzzle. Yes. Uh, there's a great interview with him on uh, Wordplay on Jim Horn's, uh, not the movie. No, 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 but Jim, Jim Horn's, Horn's blog. blog. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we, we traded some emails with him. And he's very, I mean, he he talks about crosswords in a way that I don't even, didn't even think there, you well, could I think talk he's, about I them. think he's extremely passionate about this puzzle design. Yes. I, I mean, he's so, you'd have to be to come up with the kinds of ideas and to execute them successfully as he does Time and time again, I think he's really into designing this. And in fact, it's not in the uh, bits of emails we're about to read here, but he did say in one message about how, you know, the the life of a crossword constructor, it's not all just, you don't get paid a fortune to design these puzzles, so you'd better be doing something else that brings you satisfaction. Right. Um, But he was talking to us a little bit about this Saturday puzzle and kind of went into uh, some detail about certain fill that at the time of the design is... Just a fine choice. Right. Then later when the puzzle runs, maybe you have to give it a second thought. So this is from Joe Krozel. When constructing, it's bizarre how one's standards start out high and then gradually, after four or five hours, slide down to the level where every bit of crossword ease in a puzzle seems completely justified. A-E-T-A-T. That was one of the entries in this Saturday puzzle. A-E-T-A-T. I believe I'm, I'm straying from his email now to find the clue. Old tombstone abbreviation, meaning at the age of. That was 43 down. I did not get that. A-E-T-A-T, Joe says, well, all you have to do is roam through an old cemetery to find that abbreviation engraved in stone for all eternity. How about P-H-R? It's the abbreviation for phrase. How else would one abbreviate phrase? Apteral? Heck, that's one's almost in the dictionary next to to Apterus. Seriously, these are really smart people who solved the New York Times puzzle, and on and on. Then, 
Months go by after submission, and the puzzle may get accepted, and more months go by, and the puzzle finally runs, and then on the run day, I whip out the folder containing the filled grid, and it's been long forgotten by now, and my heart absolutely sinks. Oh, look at that! A-E-T-A-T crossing A-N-S-A at a vowel. I have absolutely no idea of what those two words mean. The blogs are going to eat me for breakfast. Yes. Which is a little bit true, and I will be honest with you, as Ryan can attest right now, looking at my finished grid, the vowel where ANSA crosses A-E-T-A-T... It's blank. It is blank. I had absolutely no idea what letter was supposed to go there. And, and who really would? No. ANSA? ANSA? A-E-T-A-T? I don't even know how to say A-E-T-A-T except to spell it. Well, and ANSA is looped, hand, looped vase handle. Looped vase handle. I can't even say that, that clue. No. Uh... So these are these are this happens to be where two extremely obscure things crossed each other. But I feel I think he felt like he didn't have a choice. Well, no, I mean, he, you know he had a number of very very creative things going on in this grid. I mean, not only was it nineteen black squares, but he also had four double stacks of fifteens running in here, two across, two pairs across, two pairs down, and uh, and to Joe's credit, he did say in another message that. All of the words in this puzzle had, at one time or another, appeared in New York Times puzzles. Right. So they, these were not first-time entries. Right. Everything in them had been used before. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting that he talks about, as the constructor, you know, he might make sort of a personal exception to something. Maybe he, at the time, thought, well, this is a little risky, but it seems legitimate. Well, I think, uh, and I think we'll find, as we construct these puzzles, once you get down to the nitty-gritty and you've, and you've, you've constructed your whole grid and you've arranged it together and you get to this one corner and you just can't figure out how to get out of it with actual words that people use you have to come up with something a little random and arbitrary and and i mean we find that all the time in crosswords we find uh, nonsense that doesn't really seem to mean anything right but you figure well i guess it was worth it because the rest of the grid is so good right i suppose so. I, I mean and, and truthfully i mean i got Apteral. I don't know how to say it. I got Apteral too. And I got the abbreviation for phrase, PHR. Uh, but I certainly did not get ANSA or. Eight at. Somebody mentioned in a, a comment to us that uh, ANSA had appeared in uh, an ACPT puzzle. Really? This year. Well, I'm sure I did not get it. I'm sure I did not get it either, although I used it yesterday playing Bananagrams with you. Did you? Yeah. You did. I used it. I'm not sure about that Bananagrams game. No. If anybody out there has ever heard of Bananagrams, it's a lot of fun, right? And if you haven't heard of it, you should try it out. It's a lot of fun. It is fun, but I, I think the scoring needs to be tweaked. Well, there's no scoring, actually. So. Well, that's why I think it needs to be tweaked. You want to tweak a non-existent thing. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... Uh, I think that will be the end of the uh, the show. It. We're wrapping this uh, episode up. So uh, remember, Twitter, be more smarter, follow us. And then next week, Boston will be sending out tweets from Boston. Uh, tweet us back. Sure. Tweet yeah. your friends. Okay. Tweet everybody. Tweet me to a cup of coffee the next time we meet. hey And we're out. Is that how you're going to end it? And what is this? And what are you, like the control room producer or something? Yeah, I'm like the guy in the vest from Apollo 13. I don't think he ever did And We're Out and all of that. I mean, I, That might have been cut. That might have been in a special edition. You understand he was talking to people on a spaceship? Yes. You're not doing that.